0: Weep, O oh, children of the dust, trapped in the jaws of the cruelest beast. Welcome to the Shattered Cosmos. I'm Waffle, your GM for this adventure brought to you by the Alchemist Club. Joined by...
1: Daniel playing the unnamed Sorcerer
2: Alabaster. Hale
3: hey, playing Michigan. I'm Zach and I play Skip Wickhams.
2: I'm Matt and I play Narek Shadespear.
0: What happened last time in the depths of the Howling City?
1: Um, well, it's we immediately came upon a grimoire that was on the corpse of the adventurer before us. Yep. Um. Or maybe the guy was just kind of like posting up here. I don't know if he was really an explorer, or just like uh, camping out. He was out.
0: definitely dressed like an adventurer. It's a safe bet okay. to make.
1: So, tore that to smithereens, learned some new spells. <laughs> we explored the attached curse room, discovered it's an alchemy lab. We made a couple sweet potions. I think we just duplicated one and then made a new
0: one. Kind of. Uh there was a little bit of creative alchemy from Skip and the en-
1: energy and vulnerability potion.
0: Yeah. To mixed results, but uh pun intended. Ultimately you were able to create a couple extra beverages of effect.
1: Um so far we have about eight hundred gold, which is about a tenth for one of us <laughs> to survive a little bit longer. Great. Yeah. Um, Ooh. saw a pit that was huge 100 by 100 no bottom in sight went ahead and found a courtyard with a map posted and um dang you're on the ball yeah and i i wrote thackeray is uh is sly not to be trusted but has a genuine desire to preserve his clan so like he seems like he actually wants to save his people but at the same time he's willing to stab anybody in the back even his own people to save them
0: <laughs> yes that's a good read on it yeah so yes, that's a honestly a perfect summary of the events up till this point. You are currently standing in the second of these large round rooms that the builders of this place were apparently fond of. This one does not have a giant hologram in the center, but it does have four additional doorways leading off of it, aside from the one that you came through. A bevy of choices. Mm-hmm. Tackery did draw you a crude map in the <coughs> dust and grime that has accumulated on the floor of the Ages, and from the Stringer's crude recollection of this structure, it appears as though it is arranged as a sort of multiple concentric rings around a main core. This core is allegedly where the head chief is currently occupied with the prey. Uh, the exact nature of that you don't know if tackery's being intentionally evasive or just doesn't actually know the big picture of why the clan has moved here both are equally likely
2: well tackery wants to be in charge tackery needs to know this shit <laughs> like it's kind of thing yeah. a leader needs to you know got to figure Takeri. it out there
3: tackery
1: yeah well, did we get the impression that he wanted to replace the war chief, or that yes, he just wanted yes, the war did. chief no, gone he, he and replaced by somebody?
2: No, oh no, he he said that, that Takari could be in charge. And, and oh, yeah.
1: Takari, you should let a born leader take <laughs> on that role.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, he, he's not. He doesn't have this all thought through going on going on emotions and whatnot yeah
0: clearly whatever has happened to the head chief has been enough to instill this idea into takeri's mind that they would be a superior pick for leader of the clan whether or not that's actually the case you've seen mixed results but all right There is not a whole lot of time to dwell on the suitability of Takeri to administrating a clan because you are not necessarily alone in this place and you can hear uh, motion and noises and voices echoing through this place and the acoustics in here are subpar to say the least and it becomes very confusing very quickly exactly which direction these sounds are coming from two of these tunnel entrances are visibly boarded up this appears to be a fairly recent addition to the architecture it has i say boarded up do not picture boards neatly placed and nailed in a barricade imagine if you will having taken whatever wreckage you could find haphazardly leaning it up against this doorway and then roping it together as best you can to create a semi-permeable barricade. A pile. A pile. A pile that is easily traversed and serves more of a symbolic or ceremonial role than a physical one. What does strike you as odd is the, the smell of this particular room. It smells like burning plastic. And you can see, lined up along the barricades on two of these doors that are opposite one another and likely go to the outer ring of this installation, there are candles. Candles might not be the perfect word. It looks as though somebody is... And I, by somebody, I mean the stringers, is has set up like plastic, waxy candle mounds and set them on fire, and they are smoldering gently like a form of crude incense.
4: Incense or another trap?
0: Or another trap.
4: Are they like color coded, or are they all the same color? Like
0: they're. Mismatched in color, but not in a way that speaks to intent. It does just look like they grabbed basically anything that was vaguely plastic or rubber and just tried to set it on fire or left it in a burning brazier or whatever they could find to create these smoky, smoldering heaps.
1: Is is cancer a thing in this universe? <laughs> uh
0: that is a fascinating question, actually.
1: Yeah, you, you gotta wonder if burning plastic is like something that they should know better not to
0: do. <laughs> I would um, say on the planet of spite, you typically do not live long you, enough no, you to don't. concern yourself with the long term yes. effects of smoke inhalation. <laughs>
2: 50 plus is pretty good. Well, plus, they're, they're birds. Like. Plus, they're
0: yeah. birds. <laughs> hey, what what do
1: you got against bird people?
2: <laughs> You're sticking up for Tackery now?
0: I'm sticking up for Chen. Oh. Well, Alabaster um, is Tackery's greatest friend. Of course, he would stick up. For
2: oh. Him. No, um, I, I remember
1: yes. I was. Yeah, greatest. no, it he'll, is nerick Naric is the favorite. He'll stick up for. Uh, Neric and he'll stick Alabaster in the neck at the
2: same
0: time. So <laughs> only while um... you're sleeping. Oh,
1: how courteous!
0: Yeah, he wouldn't want to like trouble Does you.
2: Alabaster sleep?
1: Jokes on him! I can't be mortally wounded by stabbing. <laughs> he doesn't know that though. No. Um. So do we want to check out? So these like I I, I turn to tackery. I'm like. You guys know that those piles over there don't actually block people from coming and going. So is it is it just kind of like a warding off like hey you probably shouldn't go this way or is it like a you really really just should stay the f out?
2: Uh, I asked I asked Tackery this. I,
0: yeah. Oh, that's right. You a little bit of back calm. and forth translation. Yeah. Tackery preens haughtily for a moment as you criticize the integrity of the stringer barricade. <laughs> Barricades are there so clan remembers to stay out. Uh, bad times out on that side. Cursed. Very cursed. Okay. Hunting ground of Dabaga, usually.
1: Just curious, have you guys ever heard of paint?
0: Paint The the word doesn't translate.
2: <laughs> no. Um, no. Um, All right. So yeah, the whatever Gab Gab does. Is is over there, or could <laughs> be over there? But you know, everything silly. Talskin, supposed...
0: Dabaga, not Gabada. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, I didn't. I didn't enunciate the duh. Head full <laughs> of Gavada. sand.
0: Too much sunlight.
2: Yeah. Gabada,
1: good. Dabaga, dastardly.
0: Technically, um, in the like, er, the literal Gavaga translation dead. of the language, it's more like one is. The left hand and one is the right hand it's okay there's a implicitly like a duality to it in the uh in the language, but it maybe it doesn't come across super well in common.
2: <laughs> does it translate to anything that I know of
0: it, it pretty much literally translates to the left hand and the right hand gotcha um so you get the sense and the sort of intonation and the tonal scaling that they would put on it. This would be like a proper noun or a title. It would be something that you give to an entity that is not necessarily its name, but the title that it goes by. Like the Lord of Gold? Yeah, 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 yeah. That one's a little more confusing because it's (laughs) like that might actually be its full and true name. Gotcha. But... Yes, sort of along those lines. All right.
4: Mijigan says, Wandering thoughts. Wood piled like traffic cones. Make a trek to freedom. It ah, just kind of like starts pulling the wood down to go through.
0: And Takri of course, immediately starts flapping in agitation at this.
1: Is the, um, is the sitar out? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: you need a translator. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah that might not be the worst idea well, I'd be like
1: um, hey, hey does, does he think this is the way out
2: that's exactly he, what he just said he's he going thought, out I, mean, it, yeah, okay. no, I, I actually got that yeah. one Hey, you, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, I just wanted uh, to confirm potential monster <laughs> bad guy that way although all the other curses have been duds so who
4: <laughs> the hell knows um, I'm literally a guitar that could turn into a sword what are you worried about
1: Things that can't be killed by swords.
4: Yeah, what, like you, you're on my side. Let's go or
1: take like a lot of hits from swords.
4: What, like you, you stand in front. Let's
1: go. <laughs> oh, I take, oh, I take lots of hits from swords, yeah. you're right. <laughs> um, I take, I take one. Yeah, so. One is um, a lot
0: when you think about it. Yeah, one is like, it's it's almost too much. It's a lot of times to be hit by a sword. <laughs> so
1: um do we actually want to go that way though
2: because I, maybe I, I looked to him T-Tackery, have you ever been that way or have you just been told not to he go that way
0: he shakes his head resolutely and says bad things out that way cursed
2: maybe, well, maybe, all, maybe all the good things are that way
0: no no the good things are that. down below with the prey what prey tallskins yes oh
1: i don't know the last cursed room wasn't all that bad but i do have my concerns about this dabaga well um does anybody else in your village know about dabaga
0: uh tackery nods enthusiastically oh yes many have felt the sting of dabaga and many have felt the graces of gabada
2: okay God. Yeah, but none of them are going to want to talk to us
0: about it. About how... Well, no, you are Talskins. About how big is Dabaga? Um, this, uh, after a little bit of translation, plainly puzzles Takeri for a moment. Not, not because they're unable to indicate the size. It's that they start by indicating something very, very large, and then think for a moment and indicate something about a quarter of that size and then make a little uncertain noise and indicate something like two-thirds that size of the quartered one and then sigh and squawk a little bit in frustration and then make like three separate partitions of smaller size and say complicated gabata is multiple
1: no dabaga
0: oh uh Tackery. Uh, mumbling about uh, Nerick's incomprehensible accent, uh, <clears throat> grabs essentially like a piece of charcoal from inside one of these braziers and marks off a segment on the floor. And then the room is quiet for a moment, save for the small pitter-patter of bird feet. And then marks another stripe uh, elsewhere on the floor. And then squints at it for a little bit, erases out that mark and makes it like another foot further along. The size of the creature that Tackery has apparently indicated here would put it at over nine and a half feet long.
1: Michigan, we're, yes. uh, I don't think we're going to go that way.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Not yet. Might want to check this out. <laughs> I might want to reroll my health pool. Um <laughs> <laughs> Is that acceptable? Is he
2: already gone?
0: He, he might be. Michigan, are you Michigan of the
2: Are you, are you like gonna like, pull me
4: back or?
0: Are you, are, like we're trying oh, to get
2: well, you to come look at his yeah. Drolly. We're trying to talk to you first. <laughs> yeah.
4: Okay. No,
2: I know you don't really have conversations, but.
4: <laughs> all right, all right. He puts his board down. And he just, he pulls the sitar out and just goes, talk to him.
1: <laughs> okay, so I guess turn to the sitar and say, can you do something about him? You saw what Tackery was describing, right? We can't take something like that.
3: Here we can.
4: Oh,
1: God.
3: <laughs> Why? Why?
2: Why? You're a bad influence.
3: <laughs> you might be able to live through it. The rest of us can't. You're inanimate, but inanimate. <laughs> uh, I have
1: this, and I, I hold up a dagger.
4: And I have this, and he turns it to a sword, and he, like, you know, measures up next to your, your knife. He just
1: described a nine-and-a-half-foot-long monster.
4: Which could be, like, metric system. It could only <laughs> be, like...
2: No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Yeah, no. It does. No, 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 no. System <laughs> doesn't you, matter. Can, do you have eyes? Can you not see that thing on the.
4: <laughs> yes, ground? I have eyes.
2: God, what a rude thing to
1: ask a sword. <laughs> yeah.
0: You think I could just hear? Like. Poof. Turns out the sword um, is deaf, though. Just very, very good at lip reading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's not much of a sitar. Can't even <laughs> tell what he's playing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Neither could Beethoven. Right.
1: That's the that's the cursed part of his uh, of his being is that he can't actually play music.
4: I do actually um, want to be able to leave this place at some point. So yes. we just need to go.
2: We all so want to right now. Are, are you saying you want to leave and not go back? Do you Although, try to like, protest, Because
4: I think it would be really fun to kill that thing.
2: <laughs> you like you do realize we don't right now have enough gold to even go back and live another
0: day. But you've still got two and a half days until your collars explode, so it'll be fine.
1: Oh, that's, that's like, that's a million years, basically. That's That's eons.
0: You've got lots of time.
1: I got my whole life until
2: that happens.
0: (laughs) Until you don't.
2: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um... All right. Takeri, which way would you suggest we go? Uh, That wouldn't get us killed, or walk us into a trap, or other bad things happen (laughs) to us.
0: Uh, So Takari moves to the two doors that are not lightly barricaded, and looks between them thoughtfully. And under consideration, you can hear down one of these doorways the sound of more stringer speech and it's very likely judging by the Mm. number of voices that that's like a at least seven or eight of them if not more down the other side to the right it's quiet but there is a a slight hesitation from takeri at getting too close to that door and then ultimately the small bird creature does point at this second doorway that apparently leads to one of the inner circles. That's the one he's hesitating? Yeah.
2: About a guy. Okay. I do I don't know if I have the ability like some sort of insight check or something. Oh some, yeah. Know.
0: Um that would Yeah, I think notice is probably <laughs> your best bet here. All
2: right.
0: So I would
2: just have, like, a zero in it, right? Yeah. Probably, because yeah. I, don't, I don't have that skill. Yep. All right. What am I rolling? Uh, 2d6 plus,
0: I would say you could use intelligence <clears throat> here or... Wait,
1: can you even roll it if you don't have the skill? Or do you roll it at some kind of penalty? Uh,
0: you roll it at a minus one. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: That's fine. 2d6... Oh, uh, this isn't gonna go well. Uh, that's a four.
0: Okay. It seems like Takary was debating whether or not to lead you into an ambush in the what is clearly the more occupied hallway, and then seemed to have thought better of it, and points you off towards the unpopulated one.
2: Hmm. Huh. Look at that.
0: What do you know? Uh, and then waves a hand over at the lot of you beckoning and says "Uh, we must hurry patrol could be through here at any minute once they see what you've done in the talking room they will not be happy
3: all right where we go then
0: all
4: right michi are you with us you get an affirmative like head nod Mm
3: -hmm.
0: (laughs) all right
4: hopefully we're not
1: about to get sandwiched
0: hopefully So this hallway proceeds for just a little ways. And then you come into a slightly disorienting room. Because this place is arranged as a bunch of concentric rings, in order for the rooms to sit in this ring structure, they can't really be square or rectangular. So you are occupying a wedge of this circle... Which, in practice, ends up essentially being a gently curved hallway. uh, Probably 40 feet wide and decently high ceilings. This place is striking because you're fairly sure this is not the stringers having set this up. This is evidence of somebody else has clearly been here before and used this place as maybe a a barracks or a storeroom or something you can see up against one wall there are old canvas bags that may have once been filled with rations but have no doubt withered to dust over the years and large crates and these very interesting hexagonal metal barrels that look to have been opened and emptied of their contents and then discarded off to the side in a haphazard stack. And Tackery sort of skip steps off to the side while entering the room and then uh, huddled behind a crate just a little bit, peeks out, and then nods a couple times and whispers back to you, it's safe. Good to go ahead.
3: OK. Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah uh, onwards we go go. um can i make a notice to double check what he just
0: said yeah
1: well while he's noticing um alabaster takes a brief moment to look at the hexagonal barrels and just scratch his head (laughs) just frustration yeah why why? <laughs> Who would make a barrel this way? <laughs> why are, why what is what kind of sick people? person <laughs> why is the future obsessed
0: with hexagons? <laughs> Alabaster, as you are looking over these barrels, you they they're oddly familiar to you. They have a oh. a pleasing contour. You you go up to them ready to be all frustrated no. at the wasted space and the ridiculousness of them, but as you consider these barrels more closely, there is an elegance to their design that you understand but can't articulate. You don't remember why the barrels are shaped like hexagons, but you remember that they have to be.
1: Hmm. And, and
0: I don't real I don't, re- I don't realize anything else it's just this faint itching in the back of your head almost this sense of you know that these must be but you cannot remember why
1: so can i roll a no check
0: uh you could try yeah skip what'd you get on your notice
3: i got a six on my notice.
0: okay the layout of this room if you had to assign a role to it this would be like an armory or a training area. You can see in the back corner a space that looks like it might have been a makeshift shooting range with some target dummies, and then off to one side, there's a number of obstacles and things set up that kind of like what you'd expect in like a movie with boot camp in it where the recruits are like crawling under barbed wire or scaling a wall and things like that. This has been set up. Fairly haphazardly, kind of like a makeshift uh, gym, in a way. The air is still and undisturbed, and there is dust coating much of this room.
3: But this also looks pretty much picked through as well, outside of these containers.
0: It's hard to tell. It looks like there might be a couple boxes here and there that have been preserved or otherwise not crowbarred open but you don't know at a glance whether or not it's just that they were opened and searched so long ago that they look derelict now or if they truly are unspoiled
3: okay um i'll go take a look at those then the the interesting looking boxes
0: yeah what's everyone else going to be doing here
1: um racking my brain I got an eight on no for the barrels. Okay.
0: Uh, Narek, what are you up to?
2: Uh, I'm keeping a close eye on uh, Packery here. Just sure. still a little suspicious knowing that there's the group in the next room. Yeah. What are you doing here?
0: And Michigan, what would you like to be doing here? Mm-hmm.
4: Being quiet and watching our uh, the rear, okay, make sure we're yeah. yeah, sensible.
0: Okay, so skip. You go wandering your way in, and you locate one of these lock boxes. Let's say that's arranged next to. You're fairly sure some sort of collapsible barricade. It looks like these would. These large metal objects could be carried by teams of two or three people and then slotted into place, and they would deploy out into a a pretty safe kind of firing position with like an arrow slit. Okay. And as you reach down and start you know, tinkering with this lockbox, you can see it is locked, but it's fairly old, and you start testing the hinges and seeing if it has perhaps slipped with age. Alabaster, something in your mind, maybe your own voice, maybe some lesson you learned long ago, murmurs to you about how the walls of the containment unit must be straight and parallel in order to reflect and recontain the ambient forces within and this This seems to you like suddenly a very self-evident and basic tenet of the thomic arts that you are so practiced in.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: And at about the same time as this happens, the floor next to you, Skip, this sort of sagging, rotted carpet, uh, abruptly, a hand bursts up through it and grasps your ankle. And... Elsewhere in the room, some of them hunkered behind barrels or others lying dormant under piles of debris that have collected over probably more than a century, Uh, you see a number of shambling, ragged bodies jolt upright and begin to uh, array themselves into uh, attack formation. Can I please have y'all roll for initiative?
4: Oh, no, 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 no.
3: <laughs> this is the this D8 again? Still a
0: D8 plus dex, yeah.
3: Okay. okay.
1: Oh, oh okay. Um, my dex is still zero, though. So, seven.
3: Also a seven.
1: Five. Um, Eight. For ties, my dex is an 11.
3: Mine is a 15.
0: What'd you get there, Michigan? Eight. Eight. Very nice. Ooh. As you all brandish weapons and prepare yourselves, you are unavoidably confronted with the sight and the stench of undeath. These are long dead bodies that have somehow clung to life despite the obvious battle wounds or missing limbs or other factors that would surely have laid them low many years prior. And now they stand arrayed, eager to disembowel whatever has disturbed their hunting ground or resting place or whatever this might be to them. Of note is that despite being decayed and ragged, they seem to be wearing similar armor or at the very least the the two that are in the front that have very basic looking infantry spears have matching helmets uh the garb of the one that's currently grabbing skip from below the floor harder to tell but alabaster looking at these things again this sort of uh almost ambivalent or absent-minded voice in the back of your head immediately identifies the rank of each of these soldiers. Uh, You would know, just judging by the markings that they are uh, imbued with, that the two in the front are privates of the second noon, which is a fairly low-ranking foot soldier in the (laughs) legions, and the one under the floor is very likely a private of the third noon, and would be in charge of these uh, other foot soldiers. And then it is Michigan's turn.
4: Um, I transform Minnesota into a sword and I charge. Okay. And I attack the first one I see.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're able to move right up next to Skip and go for one of these spear-wielding zombies. Go ahead and give cool. me a roll.
4: <laughs> I rolled a three.
0: <laughs> Oof. Uh, does your... Uh, your weapon would have shock on it if it's a short sword right so sh- sword short uh two shock on ac15 so yeah you're able to deal two damage to the one on the left anyways
4: slice him up good
0: slice him up real good
4: and that should be it for me
0: okay that brings us immediately to alabaster
1: um i i think that skip wins the tie
0: oh oh you're right yeah the decks. skip uh you are currently grappled
3: uh what are the means of freeing myself so today?
0: if you are i think it's
3: you can do strength exert or strength punch okay as uh exert let's... or punch as a skill check it's just a contested against Got you.
0: The okay opponent. Uh,
3: i'm going to exert them okay uh, that is a six.
0: Oh, yeah, all right. Um, that is more than enough. Yeah, you twist artfully away from the hand that has grabbed you and dropped the lockbox. And one of the fingers that is curled around you just snaps clean off, and that gives you the out that you're looking for to tumble away carefully from this thing beneath the floor. And as it drags itself up out of the... <laughs> ambush slot that has been built into the ground here you can see that it's wearing a bit heavier armor than the other ones and specifically it's got a number of pretty nasty looking um, like spikes and blades set into the gauntlets on its arms so uh, likely this is a you know close range brawler sort of foe
3: okay uh, then I would like to move away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Uh yeah, you're able to dart back away through the cluttered carnage of the room here.
3: Okay. Um and do I still have the opportunity to take a shot at this or um have I used my essentially my action to escape?
0: Uh so that's going to be your main action to escape for that one. Okay. But
3: yep. I'm I'm good then. If I am out of immediate line of sight, I am yeah. good.
0: Alabaster, you are up.
3: How many
1: of these enemies are surrounding us?
0: So right now you can see three of them. Uh, The larger, slightly more armored one in the front, and then two foot soldiers with spears. However, you can also hear a, a dull rustling in the back of the room somewhere that is likely a fourth.
1: Like on the other side of them, or yeah
0: yeah, further back into the the room there,
1: okay, well, given their number, I'd really like to walk away with a specimen <laughs> um, but at the same time, I would like to survive um that's and I can a save decision. i um i can i don't I don't have to waste a spell slot if I commit effort to one of these options. So um, Alabaster, um, he unhooks his, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember what it's called. The pan flute. Oh, yes. Um, from his neck and brings it up to his lips and starts playing a slow, plodding, high-pitched, ghostly tune. Ooh. Um And uh, it, it starts out relatively um relatively medium pitched and then builds and builds into something almost piercing um or would be piercing to uh undead creatures and so he's going to target an area that captures um the closest um undead to us as well as potentially the one in the back it's a it's a 40 foot diameter um
0: uh yeah area of effect 40 foot should be able to get all three of them or uh, all four sorry
1: okay so all hostile and dead within a that immediate within that area um they just outright are destroyed um, um if they have hit dice equal or less than my caster level which is one uh,
0: it looks like they get um, a physical save on that
1: yes they get a physical save
0: okay um, um
1: and otherwise, they're going to take 1d10 damage.
0: Yeah. So uh, is there any visual phenomena that accompany this? Or is it strictly just the the ghostly sound of these pipes?
1: Oh, I mean, there are these um, kind of grayed out turquoise tendrils of light that come out of the ground from the area of effect um, that reach up and sort of grab at the uh, the undead Um, and uh, their touch um, their touch almost burns them as it grabs onto them Um, yeah it's enough to uh, destroy some of the weaker ones if if they fall if they fall prey to it but um, otherwise it's just going to just burn them
0: yeah and indeed it is powerful enough to outright destroy some of these undead the oh. the two spear wielders that are preparing to uh, sort of flank Michigan on either side and begin perforating him jerk briefly as these tendrils don't just brush against them, but simply waft through them as though they are uh, their physicality is an afterthought and whatever essence or soul or spark of kinesis that still remains is snuffed out and these two bodies collapse in a lifeless heap Uh, please roll me that d10 of damage for the other two
1: do you add any kind of caster um level or modifier in damage on uh i don't actually know uh unless
0: it specifies or if you've got some like special perk but
1: oh um Well, that's a nine.
0: Oh my god, yeah. Uh, You deal a... Honestly, a frightening amount of damage in a single flash here. And it's not enough to outright kill the armored one, but it is stricken and staggers backwards, briefly dropping to one knee from the sheer onslaught here. And somewhere in the back, the dry, rasping sound of another zombie being stricken. They are also not dead, but they are not happy to be alive. (laughs) And then it is the turn of the armored zombie. And it lunges directly at Michigan. And it attempts to grapple. Michigan, can I please have a strength exert or strength punch check from you.
4: So just roll a d20? Uh,
0: 2d6 plus either punch and strength or uh, exert and strength. Yeah, I,
3: don't, I don't have either one of those. Okay. Uh,
0: you'll take a minus one on this then. Uh,
4: seven. Okay. You are
0: just barely able to slip your way out of what is sure to be a terrifying embrace from this creature. And the arms covered in blades and crushing knurls sweep past your head as you duck away like a, like an expert boxer. Nice. And it stands there dumbstruck for a moment that it is not experiencing the Squirming struggles of a warm body dying in its arms, and instead just sort of hugging itself. Yeah. And that brief uh, moment of confusion is all the window that is needed for Neric to take their turn.
2: Yeah, to charge at it and to slice it, slice it in two, basically with my longsword. Please do.
0: Uh, that's
2: total of 16.
0: Yeah, that will hit.
2: Alright. Uh, 7 damage.
0: Oh, wow, yeah. You take this thing's head clean off. Just a single, beautiful stroke as you move up with fluid precision. Uh, decapitating this thing in the same motion as you draw the blade. And it topples to the floor. Would you like to do anything
2: else? Uh I look over and Eloaster and, and I ask, like, why have you been holding that back? <laughs> um <laughs> He looks wistfully at the um
1: decapitated, undead Um and says I haven't had occasion to do anything like this.
0: And then uh there is a A frightful boom somewhere in the back of the room.
1: Uh Uh-oh.
0: A note on gunfire um... in the shattered cosmos. Oh, no. (laughs) Many of you are not privileged enough to have been... to have seen a, a hurlant, as they are sometimes known, or a gun, used in open combat. They are rare and precious things, and Seldom used for such frivolity, but uh, in this case, one of them is being fired at uh, Neric, who is standing out right in front. And this this slug rips through the air faster than any arrow or crossbow bolt ever could, and
2: Uh it strikes true. That is an eighteen versus your AC. Oh yeah, that does that does it. Uh, and that is
0: going to be nine
2: damage is that kind of z- holy
1: cow based on the velocity piercing damage <laughs> or is it blunt <laughs> is it just like really really brutal blunt
0: i don't think there's actually damage types in this uh, okay. system but it would be piercing
2: Are you sure damage. you just knocked me out in one hit oh yeah. my god yeah
3: holy crap
0: so yeah it- Narek's yeah, I mean, shoulder I have eight hell. So. shoulder more or less <laughs> explodes in a a splash right. of blood, and he goes down hard. And,
3: oh, that's bad.
0: And in the back of the room, <laughs> here you can see, uh, silhouetted briefly against the muzzle flash of this long-barreled weapon, another one of these undead foot soldiers that lowers this gun after firing, and begins the arduous process of reloading it with mechanical, uncaring precision. And that brings us to the top of the order, Michigan.
4: How far away?
0: About, let's see, probably 100 feet.
4: Uh, Is there any cover between me and him?
0: Yeah, you could duck behind... There's a number of barricades or other... Odds and ends that you could probably get some cover from.
4: Okay, I'd like to use the maximum amount of movement I can get and still stay in still stay as in cover. Okay, because I try to get to this guy. What's your move speed? I need to ask that. <laughs> the normal amount.
0: <laughs> okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, you, um, you called my bluff. I was you. trying to see if you knew, because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Roll f move speed
4: uh wow that's not in the speed. pdf it's i think not... it's probably
0: called just speed
1: uh, well that's not going to be a good
4: i don't think there is <laughs> a search. move speed in this game is there there has to be right there <laughs> yeah. Has to be.
1: yeah
0: there is i just uh an ordinary
1: animal might have a movement of 40 it's so... 30
0: feet for most humans
4: so okay. yeah
0: you are able to i'm going to say you can, can move a full 25 feet before. You Nothing. you realize that yeah. you'd be stuck out in the open, and you step into cover behind a large barrel of some sort. It looks or like at one point in time it might have held a bushel of spears, but they have all rotted away. Yeah. Okay, and then that brings us to Skip. You have just your ears are still ringing with the sharp crack of this weapon. Uh, another note about guns: they are loud. They are Very. so loud that you would suspect that if anything was in say adjacent rooms or nearby in this facility they probably notice. heard this sudden thunderous boom. Yeah. Wow. Probably. Probably a of
2: shoulder from across your eyes. <laughs>
3: um yeah, so I'm going to shoot this thing back. Okay. Um you don't just get to hurt my friends. Yeah, yeah, um, go for it. All right.
0: Is currently bleeding out.
3: <laughs> that's a total of 20. Oof.
0: Yeah, that'll definitely hit.
3: Fantastic. Well done. Okay. Uh, and then that's going to be four damage.
0: Okie doke. Um, you get a nice chunk out of this thing, but even as an arrow punctures solidly into its shoulder, it doesn't really seem to notice or mind and it continues the steady labor of reloading this weapon.
3: Okay. Um, oh, excited. <laughs> I'm going to uh, commit effort to activate my healing touch. That way I can use it later on. Okay. Um, and I'm going to try and move my way back, still in cover, but move my way back towards uh, Narek.
0: Yeah, you're able to find a half-built barricade nearby where you can... Crouch down next to your stricken fighter and alabaster it is now your turn
1: What it it strikes him where is appa in all of this
0: uh appa is appa cowering go... back with takeri um okay the the two of them basically saw the dead begin to rise and takeri is back there Hopping back and forth from one foot to the other, shouting about uh, bad curses, evil curses from below. And uh, Appa is making some sort of pseudo religious sign against his chest and uh, quietly begging for the Lord of Gold to protect him from evil.
1: So, I'm. Am I within 100 feet of this yeah. creature? Oh, yeah. Easily. Okay. Um, You're within shooting so range. So, I'm. I'm within range of my other spell. <laughs> um, Alabaster uh, realizing that we're about to be made um, and that we may want to add to our ranks uh-huh. um, brings the pan flute back up to his lips and starts playing. It's a, it's a uh, military marching. Oh, almost yeah. Uh, beat. Um, and it, it, it's, it, it, again just like um his last um his uh his last tune gets gets louder and louder and louder and and more forceful and 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 quicker and the the undead on the the other side of the room just starts to vibrate it starts to um synchronize it starts to reverberate with the sound and it must make a oh i've lost the page now probably like a mental saving throw um, It is a, yeah, it's a mental saving throw. Mental saving throw to resist binding at a penalty equal to the caster's magic skill which is a 0 so i'd assume that that there's no penalty. And this um, uh this
0: take control thing it has something to do with hit dice if i remember right like
1: yes and i can i can exert control over undead equal to twice my caster level in hit dice. Okay. So perfect. two hit dice. This creature is a two hit dice
0: undead so you are able to rest control. Uh it rolled a 6 so that's like a 5 oh. after your magic skill so Yeah, it's a uh, It does not succeed on its saving throw, and pretty abruptly, its motions go from the complicated sequence of twisting and levering and bolts to reload this weapon to stiff shoulders, back straight, uh, the rifle braced against its shoulder after a brief, flashy little twirl, and it salutes
1: he's everyone. He's uh, he's <laughs> seen the light. He's on our side now, um, and so he he's now he is suicidally loyal yes. as the spell describes it um, to well, me until I'm until I release him. So guys, couldn't have started with that. <laughs> we're, I can't. I can target up to two hit dice. Like I could have targeted maybe a couple of ones. One hit die undead, but I outright okay. killed like three or four of them, right? So. Yes,
0: you. So you outright killed two of them, and you dealt nine damage to this one and the, uh, the armored one. So so he'll
1: he'll have a short rest, okay, and then he'll be back into fighting shape. But for now, he's just gonna be a sponge, and he can handle a gun. Can any of us do that? Like. <laughs> let's get the let's get the heck out of dodge we don't have time to time to waste
3: i go over and heal narek um with healing touch i'm going to be restoring uh five hp on the first one yep um and then uh nine hp all the hp you took on the next one
2: what happened to my shoulder do I have a shoulder
0: again? Yeah, yeah, your, your <laughs> shoulder's, shoulder's I ever, fine.
2: Am I ever going to play ball again? again? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a very strange sensation
0: to toggle between the state of dying and perfect health. Yeah. It's, it's very disorienting <laughs> to one moment have the flashing pain of your shoulder having partially disintegrated under the impact of this weapon, and then... Moments later, the only evidence that it was ever shredded beef is the blunted and blood-stained bullet that is now clattering against the floor, having been pushed back out of your body by the healing forces.
2: I'm sure there's a big hole in my armor, too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Any, uh... And then I and I kind of startle up, and then I see the skeleton over there standing <laughs> with the gun, and I immediately try to charge it. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, whoa, 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 sweet. whoa, whoa,
2: easy,
0: easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's um, on, he's on our team now. And it yeah. stands there perfectly still, completely oblivious to the sword leveled at its direction. And
1: I, 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 I wave my hand dismissively and I say, "Give a wave, would you?"
0: The skeleton salutes and then makes a a stilted, awkward waving motion.
1: Soldier, mm-hmm. what is your
2: name?
0: He shot me. <laughs>
1: That was before he heard me. Soldier, what is your name?
0: So this particular undead doesn't appear to have uh, retained Ah. speech. Vocal cords. It's pretty heavily degraded. You would know, based on the insignia that is imbued into it, that this is another uh, private of the third noon. So not the most cannon fodder foot soldier, but pretty cannon fodder. You would suspect that this is not their original weapon. the The idea of giving a rifle to someone this low ranked in the legion for, legion forces is, to you, frankly, absurd. Yeah, if you were the grand marshal of this sub legion, yeah. <laughs>
1: um. So, I I turn to Skip and say, "You got you got any left over in that?" that spell or are, oh, I, are, you out? are you
3: okay like it
1: i meant for him <laughs> i
3: meant for him well, does it work
0: so um ordinarily healing does not work directly on the undead unless you are experienced with undeath so like a necromancer would be able to heal undead but a normal okay. healer would not have that uh requisite gotcha. expertise
1: okay um, then never mind. So, well, let's carry on then, shall we?
0: And uh, indeed, Takeri, uh, who has been shouting at all of you in the background, but Narek has been dead, so he hasn't actually been able to translate anything. Uh, Narek, as the ringing in your ears finally stops, you can hear uh, Tackery shouting to you about... Loud, very loud. Patrol must have heard that. Dabaga probably heard that. Must go now. Must leave.
3: All right. Um,
0: yeah, so so we gotta we go. go. <laughs> um,
2: we want Bones to cover our escape here.
1: <laughs> he he could probably bring up the rear. And uh, I'd, I'd take the gun from him.
0: Okay. Mm, this is a... Standard long rifle of the Lost Legions. The army that once fought Sharoon within the Howling City. It feels warm and familiar in your hands, Alabaster. This is a well-made weapon, and you can see, even though the lord they once revered is lost and gone from this world, its protections still remain, and you can see the glyphs on this rifle are as wet and red as the day they were bled onto it and no doubt that is what is protecting it from the ravages of age and allows it to fire so many decades after it was no doubt first sequestered here by the lost legions and this little fire base that they built inside this unknown building
1: do i notice any glyphs protecting it from chaos though uh
0: so that that would be yeah that the glyphs on there protect it from decay as well as drift. It's okay. probably okay. not a perfect, there's definitely still a chance this gun can misfire and we can get into exactly how that works. But
1: if it happens or, uh, yeah, um, well, so I'd like to...
0: you wouldn't have a, a rough understanding of the process at the very least. And it's essentially the complexity or the tech level of an object could be considered, as like a numeric scale so like a anything that's like a sophisticated crossbow or lower like a regular bow is basically you know a tech level of like one and then something like this rifle would be depending on how many fancy features it's got built into it like recoil control and like a scope it'd be a tech level of maybe two or three and so every time this weapon is used and every every time a technological object that could fail in a drift field is used. You roll d6s equal to its tech level, and the number of ones that you get determines how severe the malfunction is. Okay. And then things like uh, the Lord's Blessing or you know, a, a blessed barrel shroud or anointing it in the blood of an angel would effectively reduce its tech level. In the eyes of that role. Okay. So, so
1: do, would I be able to tell what tech level this is?
0: Uh, you'd have to make a roll for that of some kind. Uh, only because you have very little time at this exact moment to inspect it. Gotcha. What with the, uh, the whooping and the hollering of, the stringers that are rapidly approaching from behind.
1: Well, um, I pick up. Uh, we're really far now from. The other undead. Um, Well, I hand him my knife.
0: Okay. And instruct
1: him, instruct him to to uh, cover our rear.
0: He salutes and uh, moves into a a low, readied stance with the knife held tight.
1: Can I tell how injured he is?
0: Pretty banged up.
2: Yeah, but they're. They
4: shouldn't be terrified of him, so they should at
1: least... Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe you could serve that purpose, too. Yeah,
4: yeah.
2: yeah other,
0: like, other detail you to note about up. the helmet of the Lost Legions here is it's like a full faceplate. Ooh. So, yeah, it's a tall, angular helmet and a full, almost featureless faceplate that comes down over the front. And uh, this helmeted monstrosity that you have wrested control of uh, strikes pose behind you with the blade at the ready and then as you are all preparing to move down this room away from the sound of what must be 10 or 11 stringers at the very least judging by the number of hollering voices you hear a low rumbling snarl from up ahead and a terrified squeak from Takeri. That's just Tabaka. And I think that's where we'll pause for today.
3: Great. Cool. Fantastic. Uh,
0: thank you all for joining us uh, today. We were following the adventures of.
1: Uh, Daniel playing Alabaster, the unnamed Necromancer.
3: K-Hole playing Michigan. I'm Zach, and I play Skip Wickhams.
2: I'm Matt, and I play Shades Shakespeare.
0: What's our contact, Deets?
2: You can find us at the Alchemist underscore club on Twitter and at the Alchemist Club on TikTok. And if you have questions about uh, the Shattered Cosmos or the Alchemist Club, you can reach us at the Alchemist Club 88 at gmail.com.
0: Thanks for joining us.